and welcome. I'm Rich, and this is Misfits, Wanderers, and the rest of us. Glad to have you along. This is for those of us who felt like we didn't exactly fit in with the world we were brought into. That feel like they have had a disconnect from their authentic selves in order to survive and assimilate. Who are desperate for something different. We focus on our basic needs. Food, clothing, shelter, but we often don't acknowledge our other needs. And they are clearly needs to be seen, to be heard, to connect, and to belong. When those needs are not met, we do what we know how in order to dull the pain. The mission here is to provide a space where people can have these needs met in a safe environment, surrounded by others finding their way who are willing to support and be supported along this collective journey. When we connect to our authentic selves, we can heal. We can live and lead from a place of love rather than from pain or from fear. The ripple effects from more and more people freeing themselves from the chains of trauma and fear and living in love through their authenticity will change literally anything you can think of. One step at a time, of course, right? So let's explore, shall we? And welcome back to another episode of Misfits, Wanderers, and the rest of us. My name is Rich Levesque. Grateful you've come visit. This episode is the next chapter, and my guest is Adam Martinez. Adam is a light alignment coach who helps his clients master the story of their core wounds to empower themselves to directly achieve their goals of illuminated alignment. Part of his practice is his oracle readings. If you really want to feel seen, get a reading from Adam. Adam has a couple of running streams you can see on Facebook, Adam's Oracle Live and Coffee with Adam. I invite you to check them both out. I've been blessed to know Adam for almost a year now, and one of his great talents, in addition to what I've already shared, is his courage in taking big leaps to go after his calling. He's leapt out of a career as an executive chef into coaching full-time. He's uprooted and relocated to the Seattle area after living in California. We talk a lot about what that all looks like, actually, when we jump into the next chapter. When it's clear that a major life change is needed. This can, of course, apply to career, but also relationships, living situations, and so forth. We talk about how we really don't know what's on the other side, and that's really the point. Takes me back to an old Cal Cease line, which I'm about to butcher here, but you'll get the idea. You can always see what you can lose, but you can't always see what you can gain on the other side. We talk about when those leaps are growth and when they're not. Sometimes our minds can trick us into believing we're doing something and we're actually going in a different direction. Talk about following the inner sense, nudge, calling, etc. and doing it without waiting for the outside validation. It may not always come and it's not the responsibility of the outside world to understand us. It is, however, our responsibility to stop giving the outside world our power and do the thing anyway. With all that said, we do have that need for belonging and community that does see, hear, and get us. 
experience is that if you keep shining your beacon out into the world, that your people who get it and get you will find you. When you need to have life breathed into you, who can you reach out to for that? And ultimately, if something isn't energizing you, why don't it? I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. And now, Adam Martinez. Hey, Rich. I want to start from a point where we're talking before we got on about being mm-hmm. in a career and getting to the point when you know it's the end of the road. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we know, but it can be terrifying because well, okay, what's next? And there's a whole lot of uncertainty involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, that's actually a lot of my thing right now, like what's next? And my, I had like two careers where I was like gun-ho, de- fully devoted to it all. And then just in that devotion just totally sucked the life like right out of me. And like, especially in one of my professions, like being a chef, I was an executive chef for 10 years. And that like, at one point it was just like, I don't know, I don't, I think it was like after a dinner rush that I just thought, I don't wanna fucking do this no more. Like my body was exhausted and depleted and just felt unappreciative and just was ready to like give out. And it was at one point I was like, Adam, do you really think you were meant for just this? And that's when it started to just realize that there must be a better way. I I was in a similar spot. I was a 911 operator, um, police fire dispatcher for years. I about I started mm-hmm. in 02, it's about 16 years. And a couple of years before that, I started to sense something was off. Like I felt myself, I was always really good at not bringing the job home i could leave Mm -hmm. i mean once in a while there would be one of those calls like usually if it was something involving a kid or something really bad there would be times where i would just i I couldn't and i just would go home and i would blow through a 12 pack but for the most part i could turn it off Mm -hmm. And I started finding a couple of years before I quit that things were coming home that didn't used to. And my initial answer to that is, I must need, there must be something more I need. Maybe I'm just, you know, there's something else I need to stimulate my mind or another level. I I knew I wasn't going to get a promotion to supervisor in that space in that environment but what I was looking to do is I was looking to get teaching certifications and maybe offer classes out to you know dispatchers in the area or even get on like regional things like those attack team that I was looking at where if something Mm -hmm. went where you had a big disaster you would get mobilized, you would fly out wherever or travel wherever, and you would be, you'd be there and you'd be able to work that 
crisis so that the regular operators could just handle the business of their day because you know you have a big mm-hmm. thing going on but life still goes on and people still have needs and you still have to tend them. so they have you know those response teams for that and every time i would go into my chief i'd be like hey chief can i and it was always no and like it got to the point where i couldn't get the question out anymore without him being like no and i remember being really bitter about that but in time as i was seeing what was going on it was actually the best thing he could have done for me mm. because as I got closer to the end, then I was starting to see him. I was starting to struggle and I was bringing home big calls and things were affecting me that didn't used to. And it got worse. And especially as I was having my own experience with, you know, the point where I almost took my own life and had started, you know, going to therapy and having my own healing journey. I started seeing that I was only being able to get to a point and the experience of the job was my biggest obstacle. I couldn't get around it. So I knew to a point like, all right, I know I have to, I know at some point I'm going to have to jump. And I didn't know what I was going to do after that. Like I was doing this for forever. I don't have any other, I don't really have any other skills. So it's like, all right, great. Well, so I put it off as long as I could, long as I could, long as I could. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'd gotten an email of, or actually, no, I'd gotten a phone call about some, it was a stupid thing that was, you know, things that bosses do that are annoying that you, 99% of the time you roll your eyes at and it's just whatever you go on with your day. I walked in, I gave my notice and mm. my mind was not in any part of the equation. It was literally my body walked in and dropped it. And I was just like, okay, great. What now? <laughs> but ultimately, you know, it's been up and down, but I've always found that one step would come and the next step would come. And I found that that's how I ended up getting into you know, the community building and you know, the coaching mm. that I do do and yeah, really trying to advocate for people with mental and emotional health that need really just need to be seen and need to take the space that they deserve. But it didn't, none of that came right away. Right. We don't know that that's what we need until we're actually like giving it to ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we don't, we, I don't know, like when I, when I left my, my, I don't know what it was. It was like, I knew I was over it. I knew that I was done and I was in the front of the restaurant one day and I was talking to um, the owner and me and him are really great. We're still great friends. He's like a mentor. He's like a dad to me. Like he's like anything that I've ever wanted. He's always like giving it to me. Right. Like, yeah. So um, 
because I was the executive chef of his freaking restaurant. Right. And so, but there was just like one thing where it was just like, he had said something that just, um, oh, I was trying to take on personal cooking clients. Like I didn't want to work at a restaurant anymore. I didn't want to work in a restaurant environment. And so I wanted to take on personal cooking clients. And so I had a client that was obstructing with my actual work schedule. And he like flat out told me, he's like, well, what are you trying to do? Do you even want to work here anymore? And I just like looked at him and I'm like, no, I don't. And it was like just an honest question. And then he got an honest answer. And but see, the thing is, like he it was after that when he leaves, like, oh, well, what do you want to do? And he asked me like a father asking his son. And I told him, like, I want to do my own thing. I want to do this. And he's like, all right, well, how many more weeks do you need here? And it was just like full on in, encouraged. And it was it was like, well, how long have I been putting myself under this stress thinking that I needed to be here? That if I actually told you what I wanted to do, you would have encouraged it like so long ago. But then that lesson was that. It's like, don't wait for somebody to encourage you to do it. Like if you get the little swirl in your chest to do something, do it. And like, I've been doing that ever since. And look where I'm at, freaking Washington with Marie. <laughs> <laughs> and you hit on something really important there because we're ingrained to wait for that validation that Permission's not the right word, but I think you and anybody hearing it will get the idea when you have an idea and you start getting past the programs and it looks different than what you were told life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, what? This, am I actually able to do this? And that's where it's so easy because when you start to tell somebody and, you know, if you tell, you know, you have a friend that doesn't see it because they're running their own program because that's what they know. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, what, I, what are you on? Like, this is batshit crazy. Why? No. And a mm -hmm. lot of times you'd be like, you're right. And then you just go back to, your you know worker bee mm -hmm. existence doing your worker bee thing but at the end of the day that stuff comes from some you know, in your body for me it's my gut for other people it's other places within mm -hmm. but it's that little voice that's telling you this isn't it i need this i need something else i need something else yeah. And we learn, you know, the mind doesn't want to listen to it. The mind is still programmed from back when you were six, seven years old and you, it was setting things up because it learned you had to be X, Y, and Z to be able to get your needs met, to receive love, to be seen, to be accepted into whatever community or family you were involved with. And yep. so often, and I know it was the truth for me, when I got those senses that 
there needed to be, there was something else. There was, and I've, as much as I only started to tune into that in the last few years, that sense has been there as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But it was like, even when I was a kid, I was like eight, nine years old and my body would be like, do this. And my mind would be like, no, not unless you want to get grounded for six months. No. Or you want to get thrown out of school. No, there's, there were legitimate consequences. So what happens is now your mind still thinks those same consequences are there. Mm -hmm. And it'll twist them to make it look more, obviously my 40 something mind isn't going to be like, yeah, you know, mom and dad are going to ground you, but it'll come up with this other scenario where I'm like broke and homeless on a street corner and everybody's walked away from me and they're just willing to let me die. It's usually my doom scenario that I go through in my head and everybody has one, even if you're really healthy and really following your path, those voices are still there. Yeah. At every level. Yeah. And I think that's really important to pass along. It's never a point where you stop being afraid and you just do it. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing. It's ultimately you've either you tune into the gut or life forces you to do it scared. Yeah. You know, like that, like if you're not nervous, if you're not nervous or have that in, in excitement, enthrallment feeling, what you're doing is not growth. No. Like what you do, like what, if you're the, you don't get that feeling of nervousness or excitement or that swirl of energy going in your chest, what you're doing is not growth. And when you do get that feeling in what you're doing, that's when your growth doing growth that's when you're you're getting agitated in the sense that that skin is coming off of you and you're becoming like a new person and like you know what you were experiencing for me it was like non-support it was like no encouragement there was like from a young age like you know that oh yeah there was like good encourage there was in, there's positive reinforcement but there wasn't really like encouragement to right. like have right. ideas and to pursue them or well what would it look like if you did do that kind of like thing from my parents or even from my brothers a lot of stuff was like half situated because everybody had their own lives you know at a certain point when I was starting to develop who I wanted to be at the age of like 14 15 my mom and dad were already going to going through a divorce and like they were like checked out of parenting in a way because they were checked into figuring out their divorce and um so I never really had that encouragement one of my things that I knew I wanted to do for myself was go to culinary school but my mom didn't support me in that she's like no you're crazy I'm not gonna send you to Scottsdale and you know when all of it was gonna be paid for it was all gonna be on me I just needed her to sign off on it you know like but no and so but it still set me along the trail to learn my culinary expertise that I have and but it's something that I realized differently when I started to surround myself with positive influencing people was that encouragement. Like when I, um, when I moved out here, 
like just being around like Marie and Rachel Jane and like all the other like Washington people, it's like totally different. And um, really like my one friend, uh, Rosa from where I'm from, like she gave me my positive influence and encouragement, but that was just like one friend out of like many. And so there was an experience where I just got a coaching client, just signed a new one. And so I had this lump sum amount of money. And like, there's this coach, his name's Jesse Elder, right? And um, he had this thing going on where he had his whole library of trainings and programs that he was offering for like a thousand and some bucks. And so I was like, and I was like, I really wanted to do that. I really want this dude to be my next coach. And here's this opportunity to get all his trainings for what I actually just got from a coaching client. And so it's like, well, here's a perfect, perfect exchange to invest in yourself. And I'm trying to convince myself to do it because it's a lot of money to me at the time. And like, I'm talking myself out of it. But then I have Rachel Jane encouraging me to do it and Marie encouraging me to do it. And like, yeah, you should totally do it. And it was weird because my instinct was trying to be like, no, nah, they're tricking you or something like that. Yeah. My instinct was insecure in itself. They're like, why are you telling me you should be talking me out of this? That's a lot of money. But it was just like seeing this different form of encouragement. I was like, this is what I need. This is what I need to be around. This is where that, I don't know. It was just like, I, this is what I needed. And so as I got my phone and I like put in all the money in that little thing, like, that I was going to pay for all these courses. And then I was about to hit send. And then Rachel James just like, did you do it? And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. And she's like, are you excited? I'm like, what? Like, it was weird to hear someone encourage me with making sure that I'm excited that I'm going to do it. Because it's like, if I wasn't excited about what I was going to do, why was I going to do it? Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'm excited. She's like, good, I'm excited for you. And when I heard her say that, boop, hits in. I was like, yeah, like, that's what I need. I'm like, it's so weird that I'm getting encouragement from you when usually I'm so used to other people telling me, oh, you could use that money to pay your bills. You could use that money to um, pay for this, pay for that. You could go get this with that money. And like, instead of like telling me that to think of like some kind of sense of security, um, they were encouraging my growth. And that was just like, really like a really, really, really good feeling to have to let me know like, yeah, this is what's next. That's, this is the next step for you. Powerful to have that. As you were talking about that experience, I could think of a couple of different lanes going back for me. I can think of an example where I had the encouragement, then went home and suddenly didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And then there was another story where I actually was kicking around something, got the encouragement and dropped the hammer. Um, the first one I'll tell, I was in my early 20s and I was finishing up in college. And I had always been trying to get, get into the radio station up there, but it was it was political and I wasn't there and there was another side station that I actually sat in with a friend of mine and we would you know DJ 
once in a while. And I just, and I had that bug and I had that bug. I mean, that goes back to when I was five. I used, you know, my parents had friends that worked in radio stations. So I got to go hang out the place and they made a big deal out of me. And that really kind of hit in that spot and felt good. So we're sitting around, you know, doing whatever. We're, we're sitting around drinking, listening to the radio one night. And there was this broadcasting school talking about how they had auditions and it was up in Boston. And all my friends look at me and they're like, you need to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, right. So I didn't think anything more of it. And my friend, Sean comes and picks me up in his truck one day. He's just like, Hey, I, I got a thing. I got to go do Yeah. Just come away for the ride. I'm like, all right. I got nothing better to do. So I jump in and we're going, I'm like, I'm realizing we're headed to Boston. I'm like, dude, why are we going to Boston? <laughs> and he's just like shut up I'm like okay um just know that kidnapping if you once you cross state lines is a felony just um, you know putting that out there but and we end up getting that we pull up it's the broadcasting school he pulls up and he's like yeah um they're doing open auditions tonight get out of my truck i'll see you in two hours mm-hmm. like what, what, he's just like bye so I went in there I did the audition and I get called you know the director was actually they already called me into the office usually everybody else was just kind of a you know somebody in front would be like yes or no I get called into the office I'm like, okay this is different he offers me a full vote he's like we will pay for you to come here and we start in July or whatnot <laughs> So I'm like, that sounds cool. But in a stretch of that, like this was May. So I ended up going back home and I get back home. I didn't have a car. I had to basically, I knew I, I had a job. So I knew I had to work a couple of months before I had the money for the car. So, mm-hmm. but the program started before I could have a car. So I'm talking, I'm trying to get my mom. I'm like, look, I, need to use your car to go to Boston a couple nights a week. And she's just like, absolutely not. It's like, you are not taking my car to Boston. It was like an hour away, which around here, like 20 minutes is considered a day trip. It's just, things are just so generally closed that people freak out over, you know, where other places it's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I go to take a two hour ride to go to Walmart. That's just how it goes. Like, we're not like that here. (laughs) So, so she was like, no. And I tried to get a pull. Now I asked my dad and he was just like, yeah, no, nope. sucks to be you. So I had, and I had no other option and I had to, because of that, them not seeing it and not understanding the long game of it. I had to call this director and I had to give up a full scholarship because I didn't, I couldn't get the support I needed to get through the first few weeks. Oh, I hate those things. Oh, I feel you, Rich. I so freaking feel you. But on the other hand, <laughs> I had an experience similar to yours recently where I had an opportunity 
to jump into a program where I could get a whole, I could get a lot of you know stuff that I you know could use for further healing for myself. But mm-hmm. also, I would get my NLP certs, my timeline therapy, uh, hypnosis, Reiki one and two, things that really I could use in my practice because I really want to work a lot more with you know people working through their trauma experiences to get to and let getting through the blocks they cause to get to the stuff they want. And I'm mm. in love with the idea of having those extra tools in my pocket to be able to help. And all I got was, you know, I'm talking to you know, different friends and be like, oh my God, yes, do this. You need to do this. Like, don't worry about like, you know, and I don't worry about money. I, one of the things, even if I can't see it in the moment, money is one of those things that works out for me by accident. So mm-hmm. I don't even worry about that. And I ended up jumping and it was something I was actually sitting on for, you know, since the end of our Academy, I was aware of it. I'm like, Oh, I'd like to do that someday. And then I just, was mm-hmm. like, I got the support. I got the encouragement. And I was just like, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm leaping towards this. I need to do this. This feels hey. right. This feels aligned. It gives, you know, that makes like, that makes my gut do the happy dance. There you go. Yep. Like I, I, uh, I know what you mean. And I'm like, so I got the courses, right. And I started watching them. And the first one that I watched of this Jesse Elder's programs and stuff like that, like I learned a few like writing exercises from them, like writing exercise concepts for journaling. And the next day I had a client call with a client that I already had. And she was talking to me about, um, you know, confusion and just being lost, not knowing where to start, like out of this divorce that she just got. And um, right there, it was like, oh, well, I'll tell her about to use this focus wheel exercise that I learned from the courses that I just bought. So I go like, well, have you ever thought about like journaling and did it? And I gave her some prompts. And then I was like, I want you to try this. And you know, I gave her this idea of this focus will exercise and I explain it to her and I tell her, you know, go to the next best thought all the way around. And just I explain it. She's like, yeah, you know, this would be great. Yeah. Thank you. And then later on that day, she sends me a picture of like this completed like focus wheel. Nice. And I just like, oh shit. Like she listened from, she listened and she got something out of that exercise that I just learned from investing in myself so it was like the turnaround from that investment from the encouragement just like totally manifested like a great outcome and and situation to where it showed me yeah adam you did the right thing by investing in yourself it's already showing up in your work with just that little thing and and yeah the beauty of taking those steps and taking the next step, even if you don't know where it's going to go, or if you have an expectation in your mind, and as much as you try not to, we're human. We, our minds fill in blanks. That's just kind of what happens. And what, Yeah. but along the way, when we do our thing and we serve our growth, the ripple effects to others 
that we don't expect exactly like what happened with you and your client. They're powerful. You don't know who it's going to help. And also you don't know. Now she's had her shift based on what you shared with her based on what you learned and how is she going to affect somebody else? Right. And how is she going to go about her day now? How is she going to really like see the, the, the benefit next time that she's lost out of focus? She knows that she could use this exercise over again and help her see what the next realignment is for her, you know, like, which is the purpose of that exercise. And so, and just like, even in this like investment to like, so this Jesse Elder dude, I just bought his courses. I don't have like one-on-one coaching with them, mm-hmm. but just in watching his stuff and like vibing with the energy and the message behind it, it just totally start to show me that I have a different message that I haven't really been encouraged to speak on the things that I know that I want to speak on. And like that in itself is like the bigger part of it too. Like this little investment is really helping me define the kind of work that I want to do, the kind of coach that I am, the kind of um, identity that I want to take on. And just even more so like, I want to say like, tenacity and just like like that thing that where you just like encouraged to go forward and take it on without any regard of what might happen like with no negativity thought like everything's just positive and and nothing like kind of like nothing's gonna stop me because I know who's behind me idea I love that and and it was just, it was that. So like all these ideas of like stuff that I want to create, the kind of work that I want to do, like that swirl that I keep talking about when we're doing something exciting, like that's like our soul light lighting up. That's like our soul lighting up. We're like pushing aside the trauma debris that we've, that's covered us. And we're finally getting that soul light being activated within us. And so that's why I feel like when we're excited or encouraged or just totally enthralled with what we're doing, there's that little thing that's like right here in our chest off from our heart underneath our throat and it's just like swirling and that's like where our light is just like emanating from it's like almost like a weird offside flux capacitor that is igniting because your heart and passion is and then your throat aligned for communication to express it and it was just like like all these like thoughts are coming in it's just like you need to put this out there you need to talk about this stuff and this is what you're meant to be doing and it's just like yeah and I just I got like honestly the last two weeks I've been in this weird fucking emotional rut like really freaking weird emotional rut. I even like was doubting my own coaching abilities like I had two people like decline my offer for coaching and I was just like Ugh. and but even in all that, there's just the little fleckers, fleckers, flickers of like God coming in and sending the right people, having the right messages. And just the little like, no, you got this. Keep going. Keep going. Don't think that way. And that's you. Know, that's the that's the enemy. That's those are distractors and dementors trying to keep you from igniting that soul light within you. And so like just. um this one investment <laughs> led to this big just um, 
explosive burst of ideas of where I want to go in my coaching and this, you know, disregard for the fear that I had within me that nobody's going to want to hear that. And, but like when I speak on it and when I talk about it, like right now, it's just like a floodgate and it just, and just like comes out and I get that soul light swirl in my chest excited talking about this and yeah (laughs) that is such an exciting place to be when you get in there because that's i think that's where the growth comes that's where the leaps come that's where and i it's not even ultimately that you're jumping out of your comfort zone when you're in that place you were talking about it when you were when that soul light turns on and you're cleaning up the trauma around you and that's so much of what it is you know we have our circles and instead of jumping out of the circle it's cleaning up our shit in the circle because Mm -hmm. we have us in here but our trauma our crappy experiences our perceptions, our fears are all Mm. sitting in there with us. And it's a matter of, I wouldn't even say cleaning it out because those voices are always going to be there. They always ultimately serve a purpose. Um, They've, we're still here. They've kept us alive. They've done their job, but they also Mm -hmm. don't need to be running the room anymore because they don't serve us in that capacity so it's a little bit of reorganizing and setting it up so that that soul light is the one that gets to drive and gets to operate and run the circle while the other voices are there as support and they might see things that we might okay okay so that might be a thing all right, that's cool. I can be aware of it, but I don't, I can still keep going. And what happens is once everything's organized and that soul lights in control, that circle expands and that space where you were terrified to go that looked like death, it's out at the edge and it's still a little bit nerve wracking because you still haven't been out there before, but it becomes a bigger part of that expanded circle. So now you're there and it can become not only a thing that you've done, but it becomes part of your circle. It becomes part of your thing until your next expansion. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm so glad you get me rich. (laughs) (laughs) Totally picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like, just, um, Literally, like last night, uh, Rachel Jane was here and we were like uh, brainstorming because uh, me and her have a Facebook group called the the Ascended Embodied Vortex. And it's like for entrepreneurs that want to go from like their, you know, like their bullshit beliefs into the positive reinforcement of their blessings that come from those bullshit beliefs. And so we take entrepreneurs through a journey. We have, you know, um, biweekly coaching calls and I do my Oracle readings in there. And Rachel Jane does amazing at doing her like healing meditations that just freaking send you to a different world. And, um, 
you know, so we, we're, we're in that and it's these things that, man, I freaking lost track of what I was going, trying to explain that vision, that vortexing, but um, it, it's um, being able to do that group and have that in there. It just, in seeing that in, in being able to work with Rachel Jane in that just shows me like the multitude of how many other people are experiencing the same kind of situation, you know, of being able to see what happens to them when they are unlocked, when they are encouraged, when they are, you know, have that ground of support from our friends and community. And, you know, anybody that says like, oh, I did it all by myself and stuff, I'm just like, no, you didn't. You, you had to have somebody there telling you, yeah, you can do it. Because no matter how, like me, like, I don't know, like, I know I have my good connection with my higher power, with God and everything, and I could get through almost anything. But there's just something about that power that comes from somebody that says, you could do it. I believe in you. And it's just, I like to call it like breathing life into someone. And it's like, you know, like, like our embers are smoldering, they're kind of flickering in that person just doing something as simple as that is that little yeah. air on the embers to reignite that little flame. Yeah. And I, this is an area that I love to just go off on, but before that I do, I want to, yeah, back you up. Cause I, you and Rachel Jane bouncing off of each other and you know, kind of mirroring each other, bringing out the best of yourselves is really a powerful thing to behold. And if you're somebody that's on that entrepreneurial journey and trying to figure that out, because it, if you're new to it, it's like landing in the middle of Hong Kong, not knowing the city, not knowing the language, and it can be hard. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of support that you need. So I would ask you to please consider listening, you know, taking a look at them and what they're offering because it's amazing and it's powerful. And having that connection the two of you have with yourselves and each other, it helps to send that effect and people can see that and they see that in themselves and it's really mm -hmm. beautiful. So I wanted to acknowledge that. And, and what you hit on about there's so much there's so much of that mindset that we're on our own we do everything ourselves pull ourselves up by the bootstraps like when they say when i hear bootstraps i just I, there's a part of me that wants to just go no that's not how it works everybody mm -hmm. needs help you you know somebody needs to you know you may need to learn things you may need to have guidance in areas because you don't know everything Mm -hmm. you need even simple services like having things created for you you know you're not gonna i mean if you if you build your own house you're not gonna cut your own you know you're not gonna cut your own you're not gonna wood. cut your own wood you're not, you're not gonna, gonna forge your own nails your own, yeah you're not gonna forge your own nails you're not going to you're not gonna weld your own tools you're not gonna do you all there's always an aspect where you need help and it's okay to honor that in fact 
it's important that we do because it reminds us that we do need our communities. We're communal mm-hmm. animals. We're tribal animals. We're not lone wolves. And hell, even lone wolves aren't lone wolves. They have a pack they go back to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so freaking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and like... Uh... You know, just the this this idea of encouragement lately, and just um, has been really like the forefront of the last two weeks, and then everything that I'm going to be producing in the future is all just because I feel like I have this new sense of encouragement out here um, with these friends, and most importantly, like how. Most importantly, that encouragement, what it makes me feel is that I'm not alone. I'm not by myself. Like I have people actually watching what I'm doing and waiting for the next thing to come out. And um, and yeah, and like almost any idea that I go to like Marie or Rachel Jane or Brian to, it's like, yeah, do it. it it's like, it, it's, it's. It's uncanny because honestly, I've never really had that before. I've always been the one to pull myself up by the bootstraps, you know, but really it's like, you can't pull your boots up if you don't even have those straps. So like, it's, you know, who are the straps then? Your friends. Right. And so it's, um, it, 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 that encouragement is, is a big part. And I know that anything that I develop in the future is going to be a part of that. It's going to be a big part of from Rachel Jane and Marie and Brian and, you know, the other PNW people out here. Um, and yeah, and it's just like, like, I'm so grateful. There's like a reason why I was, I was pulled out here that everything that to move out here was so aligned and so easily done and it was just um the scope like you 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 mentioned something earlier about how i use that exercise to help my client and who that's gonna and from that who who is she gonna help from that clarity and that's the other part like i really feel deep inside of me that the pool to come out here and the way that it was all set up to easily come out here was because there's there's such a divine matrix set up linked to all the people that are meant to be helped by me and association that that they're like and it it sounds probably grandiose and but like at one point I felt like God came to me and it was just like Adam I'm putting you out here because the amount of people that you are supposed to help is going to be affected if you don't get out here and those people I need those people so it's like you need to be out here to do the work that you're supposed to do. So we're going to speed shit up a qu- real quick because I need that to happen. <laughs> and so we're going to put you right here. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you call it. It, it gets to be big. It's supposed to be big. If that's, yeah. you know, God, source, universe, whatever you want to, you know, doesn't care what you call it, but just. If it's not going to be big, why do it? Exactly. If it's not going to make be big, why do it? If it's not going to make you jump out of the fucking bed in the morning 
and you know look at your coffee pour faster you know <laughs> um to get your day started like why do it and like i get those days where i'm like Ugh. but yeah, of course we, we have the we have the things to recognize okay this is not how i want to feel today what are the next two things that i could do to get me out of this situation to get me out of who can i call to give me a high vibe influx who can i message and let them know how much you appreciate them and you know even though that's an expiration a aspiration of energy to send like hey i really appreciate you kind of thing it still feels good to let somebody know that you care about that you care about them yes absolutely and so you know like what are those things when we get into like oh i don't want to do it like those are some things that we could do to get out of that mindset to put ourselves in an active frame of appreciation not gratitude because that's different right an active frame of appreciation and you know the, that appreciation just calls in more of it whereas gratitude i feel says like i'm appreciate i'm grateful for this and it just is in that container right. whereas like i have appreciation for this that's happening and it kind of insists that it happens more with that appreciation i appreciate this happening i'm like all right then that means you want to happen you want it to happen more whereas like oh i'm grateful for that Whereas just like, I was grateful for that moment, done. Right. And so it doesn't and really allow for some more stuff to come in. Really important. And something I've been working on lately at, at the risk of sounding grandiose or whatever, it, you know, who cares? I've been, I, when I get messages of how people perceive me and how I've, had an effect on them and how they've felt because of being in my presence. I save those. I have them mm -hmm. in a little folder on my phone. And when I wake up and usually for me, it's the morning where I'm at my worst and I start, it, you know, I, if I'm going to be on my ER doom and gloom mode, it's usually going to be before 9am. That's just kind of how I work. But when I get to that space, I'll make sure I pop on some music, but I also go back and I scroll through those. And by seeing that, it's somebody else's vision of how they see me. And it calls out the bullshit of what my mind's trying to tell me that nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody re respects, nobody appreciates what you offer. And it's like, no. And that piece of me, it works on proof. It's when it likes to talk me out of things, it likes to go back to the proof of, oh yeah, this thing happened 20 years ago, or this awful thing happened. This is, and this is how I counteract it. You counteract it with proof of your own. And then it's like, okay, let's go. We're ready. Mm -hmm. And one other thing I wanted to bounce back on, we're talking about community and helping each other out something that's important when you have those people in your corner is sometimes, yeah, there's going to be hard things and hard obstacles and legitimate issues that you're not going to be able to get around. And it's good to have people see that, but it's different. You know, it's not going to be, you, you can't do it because a, there's a, B and C, what you want is your people in your corner being like, okay, here's an issue with A, B, and C. So let's figure it. All right, there's got to be a way around it. Let's go. And that's what you want to have in your life. You don't want to ignore the fact that 
those obstacles are there because if you ignore them, then you're going to run into a different kind of trouble, but you want to acknowledge them and also see you're bigger than them. There's there's ways around them. There's ways through them. There's opportunities that those obstacles might even be bringing you because you're blocked over here, but Ooh, look at this opportunity over here to the left that I couldn't see because I'm going to be face up against the boulder. I step up and mm-hmm. not only is there a path to the left of it, but there's this big ass pot of gold right next to it. Ooh. Yep. I use that. I use um, a similar analogy when I do um, some of my readings where it's just like, like when they say like, oh, you, I feel blocked. And I'm like, okay, well, that's because you're too far up against your block. You don't realize that if you look to your left, there's an open way that way. And if you look to the right, there's an open way that way. That wall that's in front of you or that block that's in front of you does have a corner. You just need to walk along the side and find it. Yeah, And so, and, um, and yeah, but I totally, I totally feel you and stuff. But Rich, we might have to cut this short. My, my, my friend got here a little bit earlier than I thought he was perfect anything you want to share and plug before we wrap yeah you know what I have um I have this program I have my one-on-one coaching program it's arise uh what is align arise ascend my one-on-one coaching program and I'll give you the link so you can put that in your definitely I will put them in the notes and uh it's a a link to my vision call for us to you know have a chit chat see how that goes if we're aligned to work with each other um really taking you through your not limiting beliefs but through our stories and how to use them in empowerment and just really take you to help you see the luminous warrior that you are and just ignite that soul light that's within you um so that you could show others to do the same yes awesome that's what adam thank you very much it was great hanging out with you much love, my friend. Same here, Rich. We got to do this again, dude. You got to come on my podcast next definitely, time. Definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. Take care, Adam. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take it easy, Rich. Bye. Bye. And I want to thank Adam for taking the time to come and hang out for a little bit and to have this awesome conversation. I invite you to check Adam out. Again, Adam's Oracle Live, Coffee with Adam, both on the Facebook. I am Adam Martinez on the Gram. And I invite you to get in touch with him directly to learn more about his life-changing programs. And he's just an amazing guy to talk to. Thank you all for listening, and please share what came through while listening to us. What was your biggest takeaway? If you're getting value out of listening, please subscribe, please follow on social media, join our community, and share Misfits out to anyone who you sense needs to hear these messages. It's important now more than ever to connect, to be seen and heard, to find community where we don't need to play that role ego built for us to survive. We need space where we are safe to heal our traumas, to connect with who we are at our core, to dream and to follow those dreams with the support we need. That's why growing Misfits and Beacon Road are so important, so please, if it calls to you, it's time to build build that Misfits army and really shine out to the world. In the show notes, there's a link to a piece I wrote on how we can be of support. There are ways to help Misfits financially as well as other methods to help us get these messages out to those who need to hear them. 
in a way that everyone can feel supported in a way that calls to their hearts. And with that, I thank you again for stopping by. Take care, be safe, and be well. All content is the property of the respective creators. If there is a miscredit, please reach out to the host to have that rectified. All opinions are solely those of the participants and do not reflect those of any of the hosting platforms. No content is to be taken as formal advice and to not replace protocols put in place by your medical or other professionals. Any decision otherwise is taken at your risk and the host, participants, or Beacon Road Ministry are not responsible or liable for your actions. Misfits, Wanderers, and the Rest of Us is produced through Beacon Road Ministry. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.